0: Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, developments continue to develop. As developments will, we have some really good stuff. Tucker Carlson's just been in Fuego. I remember he was he was early, really early, early, early on the coronavirus stuff. Um, and uh he he like me and like Peter Navarro are what you might call China hawks. Uh, we do not trust China. We're well, we're not. You know, I will grant you the trade relationship with China has brought a lot of money to the country. It's also removed a lot of jobs, frankly, just the whole exporting, manufacturing. But um, while our economic relationship with China has been pretty damn lucrative for a lot of American companies, never for a moment have we let down their guard that they are absolutely an evil regime. They rely on slave labor. They have concentration camps. Uh, they lied about the coronavirus, uh, which is an act that will kill many, many thousands of Americans. Not to mention, uh, you know, other human lives in, in other countries. So that is an evil, evil regime. But, uh, now come on, China! Tucker has been on that. We're going to get to some of the stuff he was talking about last night because it was spot on, as they say. But I'm fascinated by this Peter Navarro uh, couple of memos that he wrote. Again, he's the uh, animated little fella who's at the briefings every third day or so. Uh, He's the guy who's a recurring character on the show, not not there every episode. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, he's Newman. He's not Kramer, if you will, for uh, Seinfeld (laughs) fans. Um, a, A show I have to constantly remind myself went off the air like 20 years ago. Something like that? I mean, so it is like the Honeymooners uh, back during the Carter administration. It's just wow. shocking the way the years go by. Anyway, uh, so this Peter Navarro character, this uh, the gesticulating little fellow, super, super smart. has got the slick back hair. Um, he's been our trade representative, um, a, a, among other things. And he's... Um, he's He's President Trump's economic advisor, and he unleashed one memo at the end of January and one at the end of February that were absolutely prescient, saying, Hey, this disease they got going in China could kill millions. We need to stop travel from China right now. And the president did that. But, um, and then he talked about uh, containment versus no containment and what it would cost and the rest of it. Um, and then <clears throat> this is where it gets really crazy. Uh, the February 23rd memo. Uh, uh, it was written by him and circulated to numerous officials through the NSC, the National Security Council. Um, and he, uh, And he he begins, there's an increasing probability of a full-blown COVID-19 pandemic that could infect as many as 100 million Americans with a loss of life of as many as one to two million souls. He called for an immediate supplemental appropriation of at least $3 billion to support efforts at prevention, treatment, and inoculation diagnostics. He described expected needs for personal protective equipment for healthcare workers and secondary workers in facilities like elder care and skilled nursing. He estimates that over a four- to six-month period we can expect to need at least a billion face masks, 200,000 Tyvek suits. I guess those are like the super, you're suited up to stay safe. Um, we've all seen them on TV. And 11,000 ventilator circuits and 25,000 PAPRs. Those are powered air purifying respirators. Um. And uh, he was just so far ahead uh, it's just, I tell you what, the difficult thing about leadership is, is the administration almost surely had somebody else in their ear saying, nah, Navarro's just anti-China. He's crazy. We don't need to spend that much money in the rest of it. But man, I tell you what, uh, until he screws up, but bad, Peter Navarro is my go-to guy because he has been clear-eyed and realistic on this stuff. We've been quoting, uh, Jonathan Swan's, uh, excellent article on Axios.com. Maybe we can uh, have that link at, uh, Armstrongandgetty.com, Hanson. That would be uh, helpful to the folks. So uh, speaking of Tucker Carlson, as we were a couple of minutes ago, I just wanted to finish up that axio stuff because I found it so interesting. Um, T- Tucker's been on the coronavirus thing, and as usual, he doesn't care who he offends. Um, and And he opened up the show last night with a
1: couple of thoughts on the way America is behaving. Let's play clip number 40 here, Sean. Now, it's possible to imagine that a mass quarantine might stop transmission of a virus, it might work, if it actually separated people, if citizens were forced to stay in their homes and not have any interaction with other people. But we're not doing that in the United States. We never will do that here. Too many Americans live alone, for one thing. People would starve to death. Instead, the directive we're living under is this, stay home except to buy food. The one place you can go is the supermarket, where, by the way, everyone else in your neighborhood has been this week. From an epidemiological standpoint, this is lunacy. All
0: right. uh, What is it? Go
1: ahead with 41. Once again, coronavirus is not the only bad thing that's happening in America right now, horrifying as it is. We should never minimize the danger of this pandemic or minimize our obligation to respond to it wisely. We've been saying that on this show for months. No thoughtful person wants to reopen baseball stadiums tomorrow or book a cruise to Shanghai. But there has to be a more balanced course than the one we are on now. For most people, going to work cannot be more dangerous than buying produce at Safeway twice a week. And if it is more dangerous, tell, it, tell us how it is more dangerous, and be specific when you describe that. Otherwise, it's time to start caring about the entire population. Healthy people are suffering badly, too.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, and I think we and oh my gosh, I am assuming we are formulating these plans as I speak or have already, but I think we are probably just a few days away from uh, a, a serious discussion about okay, in these parts of the country, it's time to start doing this. Um I mean, if you gave, uh, you know, a, a crew of five reasonably intelligent people two hours to come up with a plan to make um, every business in America operational but safe we could probably do it I, I included myself in the reasonably intelligent category sorry if that's uh, you know overly uh, complimentary to myself but uh, I mean grocery stores okay let's make sure they do this and have this because Tucker's right it's the most dangerous place you go uh, is to get fed um, I, I want to zoom in on his theory that a single person
2: is somehow more in need of going to the grocery store than a couple? In his coupled scenario, Or are we eating each other in that thing? I, it, I, somebody's I got to go to the store and get food eventually.
0: Yeah, honestly, that clip kind of left off, and I have no idea what his point was. I wasn't going <laughs> to gripe about it, but, well, there's more to the thought, obviously. Right, I wish right, the right. clip were longer, because that was a, a bizarre non sequitur, but... um But insurance companies, uh, we read an email from a gal who used to work in insurance, so I have that on my mind. Um, uh, How about, uh, I don't know, radio stations, radio uh, groups, uh, newspapers, every business you can think of. We need to be thinking in terms of, can we have uh, X number of people return, taking Y and Z precautions, and and get this uh, mother cranking up again, the economy? um i am not one of those uh numbskull deniers or conspiracy theorists i think this is necessary and it's important and it'll save a hell of a lot of lives but the the problem was the problem is if you just have doctors and and scientists in charge they're going to err to the side i mean way 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 to the side of uh keeping the spread down as opposed to keeping the economy functioning and as we've discussed more than once uh, the economy is health. If if you have rampant unemployment like they're talking about is possible, and someday I think we will chuckle at some of these uh, guesstimates, but if you have 25%, 30% unemployment, you're going to have enormous increase uh, an enormous increase in the deaths of despair and addiction and alcoholism and... And uh, people not being able to afford the medical care they need, which will lead to increased you know, deaths from stroke and heart attack and diabetes and the rest of it. So you can't separate the economy from health, and we, sh- we shouldn't. But like I say, I mean, from the president on down, uh, if Anthony Fauci was the president, I'd be more concerned about this. I think with Donald J. in the Oval Office, he's more than concerned enough about getting the economy up and running. So I I think we're very close to, you know, that itch getting scratched, or at least I hope so. All right, more developments from the uh, Daily Press briefing. Oh, also some some really good completely non-coronavirus stuff for you. It's coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong.
2: The Armstrong
3: and Getty Show. Some business news. Ben and Jerry's has introduced a new flavor called Chip Happens. Although I think right now a more helpful flavor would have been Stay the Fudge Home.
0: (laughs) Or Wet Bat. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, so one of the more interesting legal questions in front of us is, uh, because this has come up a number of times. Can you stop people from coming into your state? If you have a less disease state and you're doing a pretty good job of managing it, can you put up, and this is, this is really anathema to the United States whole thing. Uh, but can you put roadblocks up or checkpoints? Uh, at every uh, you know road, uh, gravel path, and whatever leading into your state, and stop diseasy, uh other staters from coming in. The answer is probably no. Um, you you may remember from studying history or or reading the Grapes of Wrath uh, back in middle school or high school that in the 30s as a lot of the Dust Bowl states were just dying economically. Uh, They headed west, and California passed the so-called Okie Law, making it a crime to bring an indigent person into the state. None of them stinking, starving Okies. They actually were starving. Back then, poor people were poor. These days, poor people are rich by global standards. Uh, But back then, poor meant you were in danger of your organs shutting down. Anyway... Uh, three years later, the Supreme Court unanimously declared the law unconstitutional, with the majority citing Congress's exclusive authority to regulate interstate commerce. Justice James Burns said in the lead opinion, and I quote, the Constitution prohibits states from chaining people to that part of the land where an accident of birth has first placed them. I'm not sure why you gotta be so flowery and eloquent, James. You could just say, no, you can't keep people interstate. Um <clears throat> Uh, Erwin Chemerinsky, the law school dean at UC Berserkly, says, I think that would keep the state from closing its borders unless a court found this was necessary to achieve the compelling interest of protecting public health. Ah, wait a minute now. We have a uh, a chink in the armor. Rory Little, who is a constitutional law professor at UC Hastings in San Francisco, said uh, courts would probably allow a state to deny entry to anyone who tested positive for the disease. So wait a minute. Now we could have like a a Korean airport style forehead or Chinese style uh, scanners and anybody whose head was glowing a little too bright red. You'd turn them around or or jail them or something. He cited as an example China's, I'm sorry, not China, Hawaii, uh, Hawaii's longstanding ban on bringing in many common types of fruits and vegetables produced elsewhere. I don't know what Vietnamese pineapples has to do with Americans traveling from state to state, um, but I'm not the dean of any law school. Uh, Little said the courts have largely prevented states from denying or limiting rights of out-of-staters without a compelling reason. Um, The ruling relies the rulings rely on constitutional provisions that say the citizens of each state shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of citizens in the several states. Um, Although, again, uh, a hedge. This is from a former professor professor at the Thomas Jefferson School of Law in San Diego. Former president of the National Lawyers Guild, that's uh, Marjorie Cohn, said courts might give states broader authority over their borders during a public health crisis. I I, I would be extremely surprised to see that happen. Uh, the American Bar Association, which you should know, uh, leans way, way left. It's like you remember when we all figured out that AARP was a, a progressive organization, not just a... Uh, politics-free representative of our our nation's seasoned citizens. Well, the ABA, the American Bar Association, and the American Medical Association are super lefties. But anyway, the Bar Association weighed in Monday on a related issue, whether the federal government could impose a quarantine that closed the state's borders. A closure President Trump briefly proposed for virus-stricken New York State before backing off. The ABA said governors have broad powers to invoke restrictions in their state, while the power of the president is significantly limited by law and the Supreme Court precedent. Uh, A nationally ordered lockdown would be unprecedented and will likely lead to a court challenge on constitutional grounds. Um, The ABA indicated that Trump acted legally when he closed the nation's borders, though. The federal government has broad authority to quarantine and impose other health measures to prevent the spread of disease from foreign countries. So, long story short, extremely unlikely that we see state borders closed. I think the whole voluntary thing, and uh, it's been interesting, various tourist areas have told tourists, stay the hell away, which is, you know, obviously a heck of a switch for your local tourist promotion board to be standing there essentially at the border of your touristy town saying, get out, we don't like you foreigners. Uh, Because, you know, those, those towns, the permanent population is pretty small. Generally, and uh, they can't have floods of people hitting the grocery stores and drug stores and the rest of it. So, anyway, uh, unlikely we see anybody stopped at the state borders. So, I'm looking at my super groovy, uh, high techie projecto uh, meter here your um, COVID 19 projections engine that is uh, that a lot of the doctors are looking at. They're saying peak resources for the US of A. Uh, Going to be April 15th. So just a week away. Um, I'm curious to hear what they're saying about, for instance, um, New York. And you got to take all this stuff with a grain of salt. But I guess this is the best one out there, according to some doctors I know. Uh, New York, they're saying peak resources tomorrow. So New York's horrendous experience with the coronavirus might be peaking and declining. Interesting. How about swing state, Florida, where, according to one story I saw, and it might be crap, I don't know, uh, the liberal media anxious to report that Floridians, including the oldsters, are pretty unhappy with the president. And and recent polls show Florida could go old Joe Biden's way. Yeah, well, we'll see. There's a heck of a lot that's going to happen between now and then. Um, they're saying for Florida, the peak resource use is going to be on the 21st of this month in in two weeks meanwhile the governor of california is saying midway mid-may and what dr fauci say yesterday um it's funny nobody is willing to go out on a limb and saying uh, say a couple of days to a week um until we're over the worst of this I, i think probably because if you know two days after you hear we're over the worst of it everybody floods back into the streets and the and, you know, wherever else and starts giving it to each other again, we'll see a second gigantic peak, and they want to avoid that. But uh, there's plenty of reason for optimism, and, and fairly soon. Just keep doing what you're doing, and, and keep thinking about, as your business gets going, how best to do that, because it's probably going to be, you know, days, maybe a week or two, but certainly not months. So let's get this puppy going again.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, I thought we'd heard all the bad amenities this coronavirus has to offer already, but now it turns out it's not just for humans anymore.
1: A tiger at the Bronx Zoo has tested positive for coronavirus. Researchers think she caught it from a human zookeeper. Health officials say that people who have the virus should avoid contact with their pets.
2: Great. Just when you thought things couldn't get worse for Joe Exotic. By the way, how did a tiger get a coronavirus test? Must be a hell of a basketball player.
0: Uh, help me out with that one. I don't get that joke. Hell of
2: a basketball player? Uh, the NBA players were getting tests at a, at an alarming rate. Right yes. There was a c- certain point where like 30% of the tests done in the U.S. were a member of the Utah Jazz.
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
2: But that was okay. really early on. When Boy, that's yeah.
0: an obscure joke, Jimmy. Very obscure. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Doctors are saying you need to socially distance from your pets. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that, uh, especially if you think you got the uh, the creeping Chinese crud or whatever. Um, but yeah, good luck with that. My neurotic dog will not let you get more than ten feet away from him. A uh, couple of just uh, stray notes before we get into some highlights from the uh, the Corona Task Force briefing yesterday. Got this note from Tiffany says um where to go there it is even my apps are now warning me and she opened up her ways app to go somewhere and and the message is drive only if necessary it's got a, a car with a line through it stay safe and healthy follow a local travel guidance and only drive if you must so it makes you uh click okay on that before you even use the app i'm not sure i need my apps bugging me um but we are talking about the, the Okie laws that tried to keep uh, the poor Okies out of California back in the 1930s. Jim writes, if only we could keep Californians in their state. Jim doesn't make it clear where he lives. I have a feeling it's something like Idaho or Texas or something like that. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, if I ever do leave Cal Unicornia, I have a plan. I'm just going to say I'm from Chicago, where I grew up. <laughs> Ignore the or avoid the entire topic so the uh the daily coronavirus task force press briefing at the white house is always interesting and informative um you know trump's uh the president's uh, performance has uh, been reviewed uh, widely and in wildly varying terms um i think he's doing okay i wish i wish it was tightened up a little bit honestly um, I just uh, maybe I'm just an impatient guy, but I want bingo, bango, bongo. What's the latest? What are the facts? What's happening? Um, but it's always informative. It's just really, really long. So a couple of uh, highlights for you, stuff you probably ought to know. Uh, let's go with uh, cut number two. This is the Surgeon General.
3: We know that uh, normal is going to be a different normal whenever we do reopen. We know that once we get a vaccine, we can get more back to the way we treat flu season.
0: Okay, so it's going to be just another vaccine we need to get. Uh, how about clip number three?
3: The good news is that when you look at Italy, when you look at Spain, when you look at Washington and California, and even New York and New Jersey, they have truly started to flatten their curves. They've seen cases level off and start to come down. And that's what I want people to understand, that It's going to be a hard and a tough week, but the American people have the power to change the trajectory of this epidemic if we come together like we have after past tragedies in this
0: country. And one more from the Surgeon General, number four.
3: The data, the facts tell us that China and South Korea are starting to reopen, that Italy and Spain are definitely on the downslopes of their curves, that Washington and California have flattened their curves because they were aggressively mitigating from the start. So the most important thing for the American people now is to really focus on these 30 days to slow the spread guidelines because we have proof that they work.
0: Uh, So that was, uh, you know, what it was, obviously. And then, you know, I want to get one Fauci on uh, before we move on to Donald J and his combat with the reporters. Uh, Let's do clip number 17.
3: Will we truly get back to normal in this country before there's an actual vaccine that's available to everybody? What, how, how, do you, how do you start lifting the restrictions safely?
4: Yeah, well, well, John, if back to normal means acting like there never was a coronavirus problem, I don't think that's going to happen until we do have a situation where you can completely protect the population. But when we say getting back to normal, we mean something very different from what we're going through right now, because right now we are in a very intense mitigation. When we get back to normal, we will go back gradually to the point where we can function as a society. But you're absolutely right. I mean, if you want to get to pre corona virus, you know, that might not ever happen in the sense of the, the fact that the threat is there, but I believe with the therapies that will be coming online and with the fact that I feel confident that over a period of time we will get a good vaccine, that we will never have to get back to where we are right back now. So if that means getting back to normal, then we'll get back to
0: normal. So there you go, step by step, bit by bit. Um, and and we'll figure it out as we go, I guess. Uh, let's do uh, uh, clip number 26, Donald J. speaking in optimistic terms.
4: I just want to thank everybody. I want to thank the American citizens for doing a great job. Stay inside and... Uh, Let's win this and let's get our country open as soon as we can. I think it's going to be sooner than people think. Things are going really well. Again, light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Well, that was good during his uh, his speaking part of it. But then every day to the administration's credit and to Donald J's credit, he takes questions from reporters, a number of whom are uh, hostile, uh, fairly aggressive, and looking to find a scandal to report on. Um, On the other hand, um, there are times that I think the president's just getting really, really tired of it and his fuse is kind of short because you have to let the press do what they do. You have to let them ask you tough questions and ask about mistakes. uh, But he's losing his patience with that. This is an exchange in this next clip, I believe, with um, uh, what's her name, Uh, Kristen Fisher from Fox News. This is clip number 27, Sean. So
4: despite the nearly 1.8 million tests that you say the United States has done, the Inspector General for the Department of Health and Human Services released a report today, a survey of more than 300 hospitals across the country. And the number one complaint from those hospitals were... Severe shortages of testing supplies and well, a really long wait time. I mean, it's a week long. or longer. And did I hear the word Inspector General? Really? Uh, it's wrong. And they'll talk to you about it. It's wrong. But
3: this is your own government. Uh,
4: it's, well, where did he come from, the Inspector General? What's his name?
3: It came from the Inspector you know, General. No, what's his report. name? What's I don't his name? know his
4: name. Well, off the find top of me his my name. Head. Let me know. Okay. But, if you find me his name, I'd appreciate it. But, sir, these are hospitals all I can tell you is this. Serve. We put up on the These board. Have- you're, going to ask, you're going to ask the Admiral. But These are we hospitals are doing... who say that they're waiting a week or longer Fine. to get it their test the results. Admiral. Why is but we've done more testing so and had more results than any country anywhere in the world. They're doing an incredible job. Now they're all calling us. They want our testing. What are we doing? How do you do the five-minute test? How do you do the 15-minute test? So give me the name of the Inspector General Uh, Could politics be entered into that? Go
0: ahead, please. You know, it's interesting because I just found out an hour or so ago that a county near me is saying, even if you have mild symptoms, show up to these drive throughs and we'll test you. So they obviously have cases and cases and cases of tests. So, uh, honestly, if you're a hospital professional, can you testify uh, anonymously via email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com? It's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. It seems nearly impossible to me that there are places that have so many tests they're telling you if you're if you're feeling a little funky, drive on by and we'll take care of you. But there are hospitals waiting for a week. That that seems extraordinary to me. That really stretches my credulity. And that's uh, that's painful unless you warm up your credulity first. Let's see, what time what time is it? I, uh, oh. Let's do one more. Oh how about uh, clip number twenty nine back to the president uh,
4: from a constitutional standpoint i 'd love not to get involved with that, and not from a legal standpoint, just from a moral constitutional standpoint because legally i I can, but morally I, you know I believe in our constitution much more so than most people, and i 'd love <laughs> to be able to let the governors do what they have to do. Uh, Those states are doing a fantastic job, all eight of them. They're doing a fantastic job.
0: I'm sorry, I should have set that up. I didn't realize it lacked context. Uh, He's talking about the eight states that don't have statewide shutdowns, and the reporters keep asking him, when are you going to implement a national shutdown? And number one, that would be a terrible policy. It would just be stupid. It's wrong on its face. Just because state by state and region to region within states, they have very different situations. Not only in terms of the number of COVID cases and, and deaths and the rest of it, but what what happens in your county? Are you an agricultural county? We need agriculture to continue. You can't just stop feeding your hogs for a week, you know, and check back with them. You know, give them a bunch of McDonald's gift cards and tell them good luck. Uh, it doesn't work that way. So we have to be nimble and specific to our areas in terms of how to react um, and, and the states, and Dr. Fauci actually made this point quite well uh, yesterday, uh, he said, look, I've talked to several of these governors, and they are doing... Exactly what we want them to do. They're just not calling it a statewide shutdown. They have fashioned it. They've, they've made it custom to their counties and their regions. So it's, it's fine. It's actually going quite beautifully. And then you get, and the president referred to it constitutionally speaking. And Jack was the authority on this. Um, earlier in the COVID 19 thing, the governors have sweeping powers for health emergencies. More than enough power, and in fact, from a liberty-loving point of view, a lot of us have realized, oh my God, they get to do that. If there's a health problem, I mean, they that martial law-type powers in the governor's offices. The president, on the other hand, has extremely limited powers in a health emergency like that. And you know, I just maybe the reporters don't know that, or they're not hip to that, or whatever. But it's it's a it's a dumb question. It's a fake controversy. And it's just, it's not, uh, it's not a policy we should be even thinking about anyway. So everybody's doing what they're doing. We as a country are actually doing a hell of a good job being smart about this. And I just can't wait, uh, for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, patriotism. Number two, um it's gonna be fun to watch and number three i'm really i'm feeling terrible for the working class folks and waiters and waitresses and stuff in this country who are really really suffering right now financially but i cannot wait for this country to get back up to something like full throttle and and to show the world who we are and what we do and how we do it um, uh, you know we it's 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 uh it's really popular these days it's it's common to be very cynical about the United States. There are a lot of America haters within the United States, um, certainly in our universities and the media and, and the hipster salons of D.C. and Manhattan and San Francisco and, and the rest of it. Uh, but we still are a beacon of hope for the world. I mean, they think it's going to be okay Today is probably going to be okay because the United States economy is chugging, because we're keeping the world safe for commerce and, and keeping various uh, would-be evil superpowers in check and the rest of it. And I just I want to get back to being in the U.S. again. Uh, so anyway, uh, a lot more to come. We have some more uh, good stuff. Oh, the president talking about the firing of that uh, the, the aircraft carrier captain and the secretary of the Navy blasting him saying he's either uh, too naive or too stupid to be in command, and ay ay ay, uh, nasty stuff. We'll get to that eventually. Stick around. see the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
2: Well, hello,
0: everybody. Oh, hey, looky there. (laughs) Uh, You know, the emails were just starting to roll in. Where's Jack? You have a duty to inform us. Uh, Yeah, and I'm sure if you would have known, you would have told them.
2: Uh, Yeah, well, I didn't. (laughs) Until, oh, sorry. It's actually the heater because it's freezing cold out here. Jack, you're in your trailer. I am in my trailer. I'm in my Excellent. trailer. I was sound asleep as of five minutes ago. Um, I, I guess, the I, you know, I think I said the other day on the air or off the air, it's amazing how long you can function on uh, three to five hours of sleep a night. <laughs> apparently. The, we figured out how long, I guess. Apparently <laughs> there is a limit to that, and your body will just say you're not doing that again, Apparently.
0: Gonna lay down um, the law. Well, this is this is the all-time champion oversleeping I've ever heard of. Uh me too. Yeah, in any job. Yeah. Uh, any any person anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh well, you yeah. got the rest you needed, and and we've done fine. Um,
2: it's a little uh, um, discombobulating and discomforting and uh, concerning. I gotta say. That uh, apparently I had run my brain and body to the point that it would no longer function. I was on the phone yesterday with a uh, therapist. Uh, We have a number of therapists involved in our family, and I was on uh, FaceTime with the therapist yesterday. Who's talking to both my kids, and uh, then I was talking to her, and I was saying, "Listen, we are not a functional family. I don't even want to say dysfunctional because that, that's like such a cliched term. We do not function. This household is not functioning. We're not functioning. Everybody is barely getting by. We barely eat, get dressed, keep things going, and trying to figure this out with." um with my youngest son and all the dynamics that go on and it's uh, amplified with everybody in the house the way it is now. Right. And uh, and it's just, it's just, it is, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's, it's it's like a movie or something or a ride at the fair. I mean, it's just uh, around every corner is a surprise and a challenge that is uh, is frightening or confusing or whatever. Twenty four hours a day, and it's just freaking incredible.
0: Dealt with uh, uh, with a, a severe lack of sleep. Perfect. Well,
2: yeah,
0: <sighs> I don't know. Well, welcome to the show, anyway. Yeah, glad to have you here. So, what's the latest? Is the pandemic over? It is. It is. Everybody's out and about. That's why we've been here at the uh, the Mayfair, it's, wondering where you were. It's the
2: year twenty twenty four. How long did
0: you think you were asleep, Jack? <laughs> it's Thursday, Jack.
2: Trump is in his third term.
0: They were right. <laughs> right. Exactly. He rewrote the Constitution. And everybody said fine after he guided us through that whole twenty twenty deal. I'm sure you. Uh, you, well, you probably heard it in the background, the TV. Uh, Bernie actually won uh, the election. But then Trump uh, nationalized the, uh, the the army and invaded DC, took the White House back from Bernie, and, and the people said, "Okay." Hmm. It was really quite surprising. Uh, we we're actually just uh, now discussing the question at the press conference about some inspector general for HHS says that hospitals are waiting for a week for testing, and so I put out the word to the good peeps in in healthcare and uh, got a bunch of uh, notes back. Uh, Here's one doctor who said, in my county, there's plenty of testing capacity available. What we have is a shortage of the nasal swabs used to collect the nasal secretion specimens. I don't like the word secretion. I don't like it at all. Um, I'm guessing the swabs are made in China, right? So we don't have enough. Our hospitals can do lots of testing. We just don't have enough swabs. Then somebody else said, we got uh, the testing in the swabs. We don't have enough people to call back the negative cases because we're testing so many people. And so uh, I think it's a she, no, it's a a he, um, kind of echoes what we'd heard before, that if you get tested and nobody calls you, it's because they're busy calling the people that it's a yes. So That's true the, with almost
2: all medical stuff in my experience. If you don't right. hear back, it's good news.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other thing that we've heard is a number of counties are now, they have so many tests that they're saying if you're if you even have mild symptoms and you're kind of suspicious go ahead and roll on through our our testing tent here and, and we'll we'll test you up so they've obviously gone way way beyond the uh... you know hospitals would have somebody choking and barely able to breathe they wouldn't bother to test them because they didn't have enough kits so that's good news
2: so you see what happened was i hold up in this little bedroom after i finally got everybody to sleep last night to get some sleep for the night, and uh, nobody knew I was there. So they got up today and started their lives, and uh, nobody knew I was back in that bedroom sound to sleep this whole time. Oh. When I came walking out, everybody screamed. <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> oh my gosh! We thought hilarious. you were a burglar or something. Why are you here? <laughs> I said that's an. I said,
0: that's an excellent question. (laughs) If you don't expect a full-grown man to walk out of the bedroom behind you, yeah, that's that's a frightening thing. And they said, well, aren't you supposed
2: to be at work? And I said, that's also an excellent question.